Welcome everyone to I Can't Book This. I'm your host Fredo, joined by my co-hosts Eddie and Tim, and we're here to talk about wrestling, man. This week we're going to start off with the NXT Great American Bash because we have nothing for y'all for Raw. Raw was what, what, was what it was. Last week they kind of surprised me and thought we were going to maybe turn the corner, but that's goofy on me for expecting that from WWE. So fuck that, we are here with Great American Bash. Uh, first match of the night, MSK versus Thatcher and Ciampa for the NXT Tag Team Championship. We all had our picks. I mean, I think we pretty much, for the most part, picked right. I mean, yeah, didn't really see Ciampa going away with the belt. But I am very surprised that they did not come away with the belt. I felt like, even in the match, they were they were pretty strong. I was like, really kind of expect, well, just, you know, just a quick title change. I feel like I feel like Ciampa ain't had a fucking belt in so long. I figured they were going to really give it to him. And, like, he didn't. I was shocked. Yeah, I can I can agree with you in that sense about him not having much like lately. I mean, and they have kind of you know made the tag team work because at first when they paired them together, I'm like they were just beefing and fighting. Why are they a tag team now? But they've made it work. So I mean, like I'm kind of interested in them being champs. But I don't know if NXT or at least right now it ain't the time. I mean, at least that's how I feel about it. I mean, I don't know if main roster thing would just be a Champa solo shit or if they would actually pull both of them up. But uh, definitely, I think that something is needed. Not a great, not a North American title either. Like, and it would be nice for. I mean, look at Johnny. He did some. He's you know he's doing tagging differently with uh, Austin Theory or whatever. So it wouldn't be too bad for him to have some shit with a new tag partner either, instead of just being tied to Gargano in his WWE career. So that's why I'm like, I'm not against it really. Yeah. Well, you know, Johnny's getting so much love over there and getting you know shot after shot, you know, shot after shot, and it's like. I don't understand why, you know, you know, Ciampa's not getting it. I don't understand why he's not. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. He's he's not getting the same love Johnny is, and it's weird to me. Yeah, um, I was just, this match really sold MSK for me. Um, I didn't really see a lot of them before they came to uh, NXT, but I feel like they did get pushed to the belt a bit early, but... They've really, really convinced me that they deserve the belts, and I think it would have been too soon for them to drop them. Um, I-, I could see Champa and Thatcher working really well together on like the main roster um, for those belts too. I just think it might be a bit too soon to call them up. Um, I know Champa's been down there for a long time, and he's kind of changed his views on going up, but I-, I think it's a bit too soon for Thatcher. I don't think it's too soon for Ciampa because he deserves to be on the main show. He's a top guy. He he deserves everything that he he should get. Like I just think he's great, but I think it's too soon for Thatcher to go up. No, yeah, I mean I'm not gonna lie. I I think Ciampa would work on the main roster, especially with Thatcher. I think that'd be a damn good tag team to have on the main roster to actually have the belts for a while. I think that's a tag team that could really work on the main roster. I just think Ciampa, you know, either give him a belt or his time in NXT should be done. Like, he's just been there so long, like you said. Yeah, like how Tim pointed out, like, you know, his vo- his views changed. At first, he was against it when they first, you know, brought him and Gargano up and shit. And now he's like, yeah, he's, he's kind of with it. So it's like, yeah, just pull the trigger. I mean, 
Is he as big as the other guys? No, but like I hope Vince would look past that kind of shit, even though for the most part Vince doesn't. But hopefully he sees something in him because obviously the crowd in NXT does, so I would assume the rest of the world would. You know what I mean? And I'm not really the biggest fan of Ciampa, but like I got to give him his due. You know what I mean? And 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 that's what's crazy about it is I'm I hate Ciampa, so like the character me, people, me, the character. me giving him all this praise is actually kind of wild for me. So like. You know, I you know if he's in NXT, he probably should have a belt. And I felt like that was probably the perfect time, especially with Thatcher. I feel like Thatcher's really kind of proven himself. I wasn't really big on him either. You know, so. I didn't know much about him. Yeah, I seen him on the timeline, but I didn't know much about him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I feel like their styles just match each other so well, and it's like a, yeah. a legit good tag team. Yeah. L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. Now, going into this, we all knew what was going to happen. So, I mean, there was no upset here in my eyes. Like, I mean, they did right in my eyes. Storyline-wise, I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, what was your guys' opinion on the match, though? I thought it was a banger. I liked it. I thought I thought it was pretty good. I mean, L.A. Knight, I don't know. I, I felt like Cameron Grimes... Maybe outshine him a little bit in the match. Maybe, you know, I don't want to say that, but yeah, it did happen a little bit. It did happen. Yeah. It did happen. And, you know, I don't know. It was, it was kind of upsetting that he lost the match because he kind of, out, you know, outworked him in that match and LA Knight still got it. And it was like, ah, all right, yeah. Typical heel shit, I guess, you know. But, yeah, I mean, kind of, we kind of knew what was going to happen, so. Yeah, um, I, I think they, they both did really well, but uh, Cameron Grimes, I think he's more of a better, like, technical wrestler, too. Like, he can do more stuff than uh, LA Knight does, but LA Knight as a heel just is great. Um, I, I kind of figured that the ending was going to be a bit sketchy, which it was, um, but it, it just works into the character. Uh, I'm excited to see where they go with the story, like, with Cameron Grimes as his butler now, like, what what it's going to do if he's going to have to change his look now to be his butler that'll be interesting to see just it it's going to make me want to watch nxt more than i already want to watch it <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, understandable the, yeah it's yeah the match was gonna good. be a couple interesting weeks yeah the match was good man grimes came out hot <laughs> like yeah. he, he was whooping ass in the beginning but yeah like you guys touched on like just seeing where they're gonna go with it i'm interested the comedy bits of it i'm, I'm interested so shit i'm all with it I'm not mad at it at all. I mean, I'm not, like like I said, I'm a fan of his promos, you know what I mean? But as far as his in-ring work, I'm not too far sold on that yet. So, I mean, but, you know, give it some time. I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll pull me over. <laughs> Shit, uh, The Way versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Shocking, <laughs> uh, shocking good match. I mean, it, it was... I didn't expect the outcome whatsoever. Like I for sure thought that they were gonna cheat or something like that to that aspect, and or maybe theory, you know, fucking interfere or something, just something to keep the straps on. I did not see them putting the belts on on Shirai and Stark. I didn't see it. But uh, that that's my question. Not so much about the opinion on the match, because like I said to me, I think the match was good. I assume you guys would uh, agree. But what is your opinion on them putting the belts on them though? I thought it was, I I kind of wanted it to happen last week on, on last week's pod, so 
I kind of I was surprised they pulled the trigger, but they they did, and I was like, uh, all right, cool. I mean, Eo, Eo's so amazing. So like, why wouldn't she have a belt? You know, uh, obviously another random tag team. It's typical WWE shit, but I guess. Yeah, uh, I'll be the first to admit that I I got this one wrong, and I'm actually kind of happy that I got it wrong. Um, just as always, Stark is just every single week consistently is just impressed, and then EO deserves to have a belt, no matter if it's the main one or a tag one, and then them just together surprisingly have chemistry. Like, I never would have thought, just because it was a random teaming, but they have chemistry together. Uh, and then just, like, the way it ended, just the surprise of... Like the big elephant in the room, the return of Knox, Tegan Knox, now known as Knox, which is a whole nother story. But that was surprising. Like, I kind of forgot about Tegan Knox. Like, because yeah, she's, she's been gone for so long that, like, I totally, like, I forgot that she was even signed with them still. Like, I thought she was released with the list of people that have been released just this year. So her coming back was a shock. And, like, that them winning it that way. It's understandable because it, it can still kind of make the way look a bit strong without, like, losing to, oh, you lost to a team that's been together for three weeks. Like, it helps with the story, but I, I don't know where to go from here if they're going to have them, like, go for it again or if they're going to try to get a new team to go for it just to try to give two new people a bit of a spotlight, you know? Shit with the call ups, like now I, I mean I'm assuming this is a Vince thing. Like okay, you you shoot the angle at Great American Bash where she returns and she interferes and shit, but then she's called up for SmackDown. So is she pulling double duty where she's gonna be Tegan Knox on NXT and only Knox on SmackDown? Uh obviously Shotzi was called up in that, so I mean is her and Ember split up as a team? I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't I'm not mad if they're not in the tag team picture anymore. Like if they are broken up, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna cry about that. But, like, you know, just, just like, what, what are we going to do with this shit? You know what I mean? Like, I, that's why I'm saying I'm assuming it's a Vince call where, you know, NXT obviously had the direction they were going and maybe Vince was like, oh, I want her. <laughs> so, I mean, I think maybe they kind of fucked up on that part. But, I mean, obviously, like, we got to see what they do on Tuesday. But, yeah, I kind of feel like Vince might have fucked up a little bit on, well, their plans for them a little bit where they're going to have to rebook some shit. Yeah, yeah, especially, you know, with this whole charged up shit. You know, like, you sat there and... Yeah, you know, I mean, these are promos that have been playing for weeks and shit, and then she gets that one appearance, and then you're going to call her up, so that's why I'm like, I, I'm just wondering if it's going to be double duty going on. I, I would uh, hope so, but, you know, how... You know, is she strong enough to just pull double duty, you know? Yeah, like, that's, that's what I'm that's saying. Question, Especially right? coming back from injury, do you really want to have her doing two shows a week, you know what I mean? I mean, granted, they were doing live shows before the pandemic and shit, and that was just the norm. They were on the grind every day, basically. So, I mean, that was the norm before then, but, yeah, I don't know if you want to, you know, fresh from return. <laughs> want to run her into the ground so damn fast. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Shit. <laughs> Your guys' favorite segment, the Hit Row Cypher. I gotta say, I'll start this one off, man. Just being a person that fucks with music and, and shit, like, it's not bad, man. WWE writes so much horrible shit for guys that are doing urban characters and shit, and it's horrible. Or if you look at AEW with the guys trying to rap over there, the shit's horrible. At least these guys, or at least Top Dollar and Swerve, they know what they're doing. 
I, f- I mean, I could be wrong. I feel like someone's writing shit for BFAB. Ain't a crime in that. You know what I mean? You're there to be a wrestler. You ain't, you know what I mean? Unless you did it beforehand, okay. But so I feel like that, I mean, obviously Ashanti Adonis, he was just DJing, so he ain't have nothing for it. But in the beginning, it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? But it just seemed like it ran a little too long. I mean, they probably had time to kill like a motherfucker before the main event, but damn, you know, it was like it turned into a little mini concert. I mean, they did say it was going to be a North American cypher chant, you know, celebration more or less, you know what I mean? But it's just like, okay, damn. Like, now my question to you guys, did it come off corny to you? I mean, I don't know if you guys actually paid attention to what they were saying or listened to Swerve's little song that he got into at the end, but like, yeah, like, was it corny or, I mean, we all know it's too long, but was it corny or was it good for a good look for Hit Row? I don't know. For me, it was like, it's like right there on the border. Like, it's like, it's like not, it's just not corny, corny enough to be like, eh, I don't want to listen to this. I'll listen to it. And it was, it was okay. I'm not saying it's bad or nothing, but it's like, you know, just right there. Like, you know. You're almost, you're almost there though. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. They got a, yeah, you were right with the, it was too long. Mm. I, it's, it was all right. I'm not mad at it. You know, I'll, I'll let, I'll let that run. Yeah. Like, I, I like that it kind of gave a spotlight to like every single care, like every single person and it got their like couple minutes of like the spotlight, but I, I'm not a big fan of like current rap. Or like so, I wasn't a big fan of it. I thought it was kind of cringy, at points. Um, but it's just it's not my thing. Like I, I like the characters. It's just I didn't care for it. Uh, I think it went on way too long. I think it could have been like two or three minutes, not however long it was. Definitely. As soon as they started to go to the ring, I was thinking this is gonna go on a lot longer than it needs to. <laughs> um, but it it fits the characters that they are. So I wasn't mad at it. I just thought it was just typical WWE cringe trying to be relatable. And it, it just didn't hit for me, but I'm not the target audience for it. Now, would you guys be mad if this kind of becomes a thing where their promos is like ciphers? <laughs> I mean, there's no word. There's no reports. This is just me spitballing some shit. Like, but would that be a bother to you? Like if they did promo, not long ones, like they learned their lesson. They know to trim it down. But, like, where they're giving some bars every week, whether it's to the competition or just rapping some shit, just be rapping. Because, obviously, Swerve's doing this shit on the side, which I think it's great that WWE's going to let him showcase that shit. Or even if it's a one-off, I thought it was cool that they even let him do it. So, that was, my like, another way I was looking at it. Because, I mean, they ain't do that shit for Leo. You know, I mean, when Leo was doing his music, they did not let any mention of that. He basically had to wait till he was released for him to be able to start doing his shit. So for them to actually let him big up his podcast and shit like that and then perform your own songs that they didn't write that they ain't going to get shit from. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool on them. Now, I don't know if that was a Hunter call or if that's somebody else's call that does that. But I just think that was cool that they even allowed that. But as far as like the ciphers every week or promos. Should it stay or should it go? Only, only if it's gonna be fresh and they're, you know, making it to basically a pro and shit. Like, you know, talking about their opponent or you know, basically talking their shit every week. I mean, do I want a song every week? Fuck no. <laughs> Sorry. As okay. as long as it doesn't turn into like our truth. When he first came up, where he was doing his theme song every time, and then he would kind of throw in some stuff at his opponent. 
then I'm fine with it. And as long as it's not super long like this one was. And then just like with the Leo thing, like, look at what Leo did, though. Like, look at how he acted. Like, he he wasn't the best guy. Like, he was a good person in the ring, but, like, he complained a yeah, lot. Yeah, the reports came out weird. So, like, yeah. and, like, he would just tweet complaining about shit all the time. So, like, Swerve isn't doing that. So, he, he seems like a better person than Leo is. Granted, I don't know Leo as a person, but just seeing how he acted, it it kind of leans more towards Swerve is kind of being a good guy about this. And he's good in the ring. He's seems like a good guy. So they're kind of letting him show off his stuff. Kind of like they would do with like stone cold and Jericho when he was with the company where they'd let him do the podcast and like, they'd let him have guests on it and he would do it on the network too. So if you're like good with the people in the company, they'll let you do like pretty much whatever you want. Yeah, like, you gotta just know your role and shut your mouth, pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah, like, with the promos, if if it doesn't get too corny, I'm fine with it. Shit, then the main event of the night, Cole and O'Reilly 2 unsanctioned match. Bro, I had to watch that shit twice just to make sure I wasn't tripping, because the first time I watched it, I thought it was fucking great. That's why this shit is a banger. But, you know, sometimes when you watch shit live, it's, you know, second time around, it's like, uh... Notice shit, nah, none of that for me at least. Like when I ran it back the second time, I felt the same fucking way. So I mean, hats off to both of them. I mean, they already knew the expectations were through the roof for us fans, and I I feel like they delivered. Uh, shit, what was your guys' takeaway from the match though? Uh, I don't know. It was obviously amazing. Was it? It's okay. Let me ask this to you guys: Did the right person win? I just I don't I don't see. What do we have for Kyle then? What did I, if any, if any, if if anybody needed that 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 win, and anybody in NXT needed a win, it was Kyle. I just don't understand. What are we doing with him then? Like, this is obviously setting up a third match. Like, I, which which is understandable, to. but like they they have to do that for all of these like great rivalries. There has to be th- three parts to every good story. I I understand, True, but yeah. <laughs> And, like, I think this match, it was takeover caliber. Like, just the, the, just those two sell amazingly. Like, they've done it, they've worked with each other for years. They know each other so well. So, like, I think they should have saved this for the next takeover. They'll probably do the third one on the next takeover, though. So, I I feel like that's what, they're still going to have them feuding. Like, they have to. Because I don't really see what else they could do with Kyle. But I think Cole should have won this one. Just because if, if O'Reilly beat Cole twice, what are they going to do with Cole down there? And I don't want him to go up to the main roster. Nah, I used to, but not no more. Uh, it, it, with them broken up, I don't want him to go up. Because he'll just be lost in the shuffle. He'll get a stupid gimmick like they do with everyone that goes up there that isn't a big, sweaty dude. Like... It, <laughs> If it was with the Undisputed Era, I'd want him to go up. But since they broke up, I want him to stay down there. I want that to be its own brand and make it more legitimate with him in it. So they have to have them feud, and they have to have a third match with him, like with them. And then I think O'Reilly should win the third match there because he deserves it more. He deserves the, the big guy push. Like And after that, whoever is the NXT champ, he should go for that, and I think he should win it. 
Fair enough. I I can't complain, you know. But I don't know. I just I just felt like the ending was just typical shit. Like Cole, Cole just mm-hmm. getting lucky at the end. <laughs> I was just so it's a banger of a fucking match without a doubt. Obviously. Yeah, I loved it. But do, but but do we not consider that a takeover? Is that not being considered? That's what I was confused about. I mean, to me personally, I consider these things takeovers, whether it's in your house, whether it's the fucking Valentine's Day massacre shit, whatever, whatever it is. I'm going to, you know, even the New Year's Evil or whatever the fuck, it's a takeover to me. I just, it's a special. You guys are putting your belt on the line. Yes, it's on your, you know, NXT regular time slot, but yeah, to me, that's a special. <laughs> so, yeah, that, to, to, to me, that's a takeover. So, hell yeah. So, so then would the takeovers be kind of like the big four for like the main roster ones? So like the takeovers, would that be kind of like Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble? Would the takeovers be more for like the big things, like the big storyline ending stuff then? Is that how you guys would see it? Right. Shit, to me, that makes perfect sense. To me, hell yeah. Like. Yeah, the big pay-per-views, you know what I mean? Like, these specials and shit are one thing, but, you know, you need something like the big that you can hype up every year, annually. You know what I mean? Every year, you know, okay, it's this time. You already know serious shit's going to go down. There's high stakes for this shit. So, yeah, to me, that, yeah, that it would work better that way. For sure, for sure. At first, I was wondering, like, should they switch to just, you know, on some WWE shit and just give us takeovers every month? I was wondering that shit for the past couple years now. Like, should we just get one every month? I mean, they have rivalries and shit going, or do you think that would do damage to the brand? Well, well, I I think the way you explained it, you know, having these little specials and not having takeovers, I guess, and having the big four would make sense. I think that's perfect for the brand, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, technically these aren't takeovers. Technically, and they're giving takeovers it, are takeovers. Yeah, you know? and they're giving this away on free TV, but it does kind of do what you said, where it's giving you a pay-per-view type thing every kind of month or every couple weeks. Mm. So it it's getting people to watch on free TV, quote-unquote free TV. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so I, I think if that's how they're going to do it, I think it's a good model. Like it's it's definitely fresher than having to tune into Raw and see two and a half hours of promos and a half hour of wrestling. Like this, it's every couple weeks. It's gonna be high stakes stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, because I noticed you know A AEW and and NXT they're doing that a lot now with these special themed episodes and shit. I mean, I, I want to say AEW's been doing it longer. I kind of want to say they have. I mean, I'm, you know, like I said, since we've been on our hiatus and shit, I've been in and out of it. So it's not like I know exactly every detail of every show. But either way, I, I mean, it's a good way to get eyes on the product, like you said, on for free TV. So, I mean, I don't know, man. As long as we keep having some int- I'm just worried, like, if we start having more specials, especially, like, how AEW seems like every other fucking week they're having some type of special. Like, if if NXT starts doing that, like, are we going to run out of stories? Like, are we going to run out of feuds? Cause, or are we going to just be rematch city where just because the sake of a special, it's going to be fucking so-and-so versus so-and-so again. Like, whether it's Raquel versus whoever, you know what I mean? Or, you know, the way versus Stark and them. Are we just going to get a series of rematches just to fill and try to get eyes on it? So that's the only reason I'm like, uh, it could be a double-edged sword. Oh, that's, 
But I digress. I don't know. I'm just over here, just just over here pondering some shit. Like, man, it's it's good and it's bad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you don't want to overbook it. Yeah, cause you and you don't want to get to Raw or SmackDown status where every fucking week is just rematch, and you get a pay per view with the same rematch, and then the next day you get the rematch. Like, I don't want that. I do not want that at all. Yeah, cause that that shit it gets old so quick. Man. And WWE still hasn't learned their lesson, man. They're still just every fucking week getting rematches, rematches, and then just the same matchups. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just goofy shit, man. But this refreshed a little bit. AEW kind of had a decent week. They had two uh, debuts in a sense. Obviously, we already knew Andrade was there. He had his debut match uh, on Dynamite against uh, Matt Seidel. At first, I was like, you know, out of all the people, I would like I would like to see him in uh, Penta or something, you know, since Phoenix ain't there and shit and, you know, Pac ain't there. So I would have liked uh, him in Penta, but, I mean, the match wasn't bad at all from what I saw, man. Like, I tried to give it my full attention for the most part, and it was interesting. It didn't make me feel like I want to change the channel or, oh, what the fuck they're doing, you know. So to me, I liked it. Did any of you guys catch the match? Yeah, I yeah, I, I watched all the AEW. Uh, it was good. I mean, I just, we knew that was going to be that. Because I feel like he's another guy that if we knew if he leaves the WWE, He's gonna be a fucking top guy. Oh yeah, else. He's anywhere. A top guy, right? Anywhere. So, so we can establish that before we have this conversation. Yeah. He's a top guy. Yep. Okay. Well then, yeah. Of course, we knew he was gonna come in and have a, a good fucking match. We knew that because he's that fucking guy in the ring, and we've always knew that. But I was like, you know, I feel like. I feel like they should have had somebody ready, a valet or something for him ready that could be his his mouthpiece. I don't like the pairing with Vicky. I do not like Fuck him. That. Like keep no. her oh, away okay. from keep him. Her away. Like, yeah, like she doesn't. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep keep her away. You know. Uh, but you know, I I figured they would have had somebody you know ready to go. Apparently not. I wonder if there was any thought about uh, trying to repair him and Zelina together before WWE signed her back. Because that would have been smart on their part if they would have signed both of them. Because everybody would automatically recognize them. So, I mean, yeah, I just wonder if they if that was on the table at all or anything. Because if it was and they didn't do it, they kind of fucked up on that one. I don't know. There, there's something weird going on at AEW where, like, if you're not... A recognizable man. I, I, I don't know. Like, especially but just for the women's group. Like, if, you know, if you're a top, top person, they're not going to sign you. Like, if, if you are a top person, top, top person. Like... They've had chances to sign a lot of top women, but they won't. I wonder why that is. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, I get they're trying to work with different promotions and shit, like how they have, you know, the women from the other countries that be coming in. And it's like, yeah, but, I mean, you got plenty of talent here in your own backyard, too, that, that WWE, surprisingly, ain't looking at right now. Like, be smart. Grab them. Why I, not? I, 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 I don't know. I feel like they're... Like, Tessa Blanchard should have been fucking signed. I don't care what anybody says. That, that is a big mystery to me. I mean, I get whatever, you know, the opinions and, and the accusations and shit. Like, I get it. Whatever, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, I'm surprised nobody has took, the ch- like, the chance on her. Like, fuck it. Okay, let's see what we can get. Yeah, she had a messy exit from Impact. Are you guys aware of that or anything? I, Keeping I the title yeah, hostage yeah, all that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, like, I mean, yeah, she had a messy exit, so I mean, that might tarnish her name a little bit. You know, organizations might look at her like, uh, do we really want to do business with her? But somebody by now, how many years has it been? 
It's been like a year and a half. Like, so it's like, yeah, it's it's time somebody rolls the dice, man. Like, she don't let the talent just wither away. But at the same time, it's like, are you putting out feelers? Are you trying to pursue, trying to get a contract? Well, or are you just hoping well, people come to you because of your name? You know, you know, regardless of, you know, outside shit, you know damn well she's a top draw and she's going to be the champion within a month. Anywhere she goes, they can do something special with her. Like, yeah. at, at one point, I really wanted her to go to WWE strictly just to feud with Charlotte. I didn't want no group shit. Yeah, you could have did one afterwards, of course. But, like, just to be like, on oh, some dominance. Who's the best? Because we both come from legendary bloodlines. That would have, for the longest, I thought WWE should have did that shit. Like, call her. Like, get this shit on the line, man. But, obviously, it hasn't happened. But there's seeds there that could easily be planted. And you can do something special with that. Since you guys love pushing Charlotte. There you go. There you go. Especially if it was like if you guys were smart and wanted to do it for WrestleMania. Come on, man. Like that shit writes itself. Like so, but apparently I can't book this. But anyways, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, it's, it's just, but you know, go, going back to my point with the AEW and then that top, signing top, you know, top talent, you know, for their women's division, you know, how do you not sign Zelina Vega? How is that not number one fucking priority as soon as you know that she's released? I was mad that... Why the fuck are your agents not out there getting her fucking signed? As soon as you hear she's released, I'm making that call. Like, uh, get down there right now. Fucking don't let her leave the house (laughs) until we get a fucking contract signed. Like, what are we doing? Because, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh my God, she's like the best, but like, she's good in the ring so i i always look sideways at wwe like why ain't you utilizing that why ain't you having her have more matches if she would have went to AEW or back to impact she would be probably showcased every week i mean they put her in the money in the bank and all that shit so i guess they're trying to like I give think, people hope yeah, that, but that just feels like an apology like putting her in that match just feels like a hey sorry we released you because we were petty about you having a twitch and an only fans and doing cameos so here be in the money in the bank match so please uh, yeah <laughs> yeah please don't be mad we also released your husband sorry hey Tough you time. yeah it's hey you know pandemic we got to release some people so let's release one of the best workers we have that we're not using um that's just a whole nother conversation but like I, I, I don't get why, like, I don't get Andrade's gimmick right now either. Like, it's all black mask from Batman. Like, he's literally, the mask is black mask mask. His pants are his pants. So is he going to start having a criminal organization? Like, what is what are they doing with him? And pairing him with Vicky is stupid. Like, I get she's a Guerrero, so she's got some pull with her name. But why is she in AEW? Like, she has no reason to be there at all. Especially when they're saying, oh, we're not WCW. We're not WWE. Are you sure? Because... See, it's very funny in the light. It's very sus. So so that's what's so weird about it. It's like, why is Vicky even there? And, And... you have her fucking almost getting her head knocked off by a fucking turnbuckle one week because she's yeah. in the ring for a match. It's like, what the fuck? Like, bro, like, when I saw that, I felt disrespected. That's not even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're bogus for that one. That, that's not even my family, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't I didn't really fucking get it. 
But yeah, yeah, he she she should not be with Idealo, you know? Why? For what? I don't think she should be in AEW, period, man. Like like to me, they looked out for you. Like the WWE, like I'm they kept you on TV, they gave you a fucking job letting you be the general manager just because you know, you lost your husband. I'm sure they wanted to like look out for the family at some type of capacity. So I mean, even doing that, even though that was not you whatsoever. I mean, yeah, you did some T V appearances, you know, where the fuck is Vicky? You know, shit like that. You know, her greatest hits. But uh yeah, you know, I mean, like, so to to kind of just go to the opposition just because they're willing to throw you back on TV because WWE probably wouldn't or didn't have shit for you, really, because you wouldn't fit in today's climate in their company. To go to the opposition like that, that's just kind of disloyal as hell to me, man. I mean, I get it. You got to get a check and all that kind of shit. But when they did what they did for you, you know, what I mean, in them circumstances, I think there should be some kind of loyalty there a little bit. I get Mark Henry. I get Big Show because I was like, I thought they were lifers, blah, blah, blah. They have other aspirations, and AEW's willing to do that shit. I get it. Vince doesn't want to. But you guys do these things and want to keep doing them. I understand that. Vicky, you don't need to keep doing these things. Like, you're fine. Like, you're straight. Yeah, she should be set for life. You would think. You would really think. Uh, Shit, another debut, courtesy of WWE, giving that nice buffet to AEW. uh, Malachi Black, formerly known as Aleister Black also formerly known as Tommy N, made a shocking debut on AEW. Uh, shit, Tim, when Tim snapped me about that shit, I was like, what the fuck? Because I'm like, you know, 90-day, non-complete, you know, I was thinking that shit. Apparently, WWE fucked up and didn't change his contract. <laughs> fucked his contract up when he got pulled up to the main roster, didn't change it from a 30 to a 90, so that's why he was able to debut. So, I mean, I guess that's a blessing on his part. So he doesn't have to wait those two months and lose any momentum that he's kind of built with those vignettes on SmackDown. And it looks like he's parlaying that right into the the Malachi character on AEW. Uh, What are your guys' thoughts on the new look with the contact? And, you know, like, and what are your guys' expectations? I hate to say it that his first match is against Cody, but I throw that in there. What are your expectations? Is it going to be the typical old Cody gets the W or do you think they're going to do something special and different with Malachi? I'm. I understand that they have something for Darby right now, and they you know they're doing the Ethan Page hit with Darby right now. But that's probably who I'd be having him face. Really, his first match. Yeah, I'd have Darby. him. I'd have him team with Darby. Honestly, I think him and Darby with like Sting. I think that would be a great group. Or have I was surprised he wasn't announced to be the new leader of the Dark Order. That's the smartest move, but sometimes the obvious they like. Yeah, well, because like everyone, everyone is saying, oh, it should be Adam Page as the new leader. He doesn't fit the group at all. Yeah, that like Malachi Black is the perfect leader for the Dark Order. I, I, I don't get why he's still going with the whole I thing, because that was a WWE thing, where where he got his eye messed up, and, like, it's kind of blackened oh, over there. Oh. So, like, because when Seth Rollins fucked up his eye with the steel steps, like, oh, okay. I get why he kept it after that storyline, but this is a completely different company. Why keep that going like i guess yeah yeah and i mean like i guess it's better for continuity to like make it all seem like it's all together but i I don't understand why he's gonna go against cody except that it's it's cody's company so he's got to face all the new top guys and he has to go over all the new top guys 
I, I don't want Cody to go over because I, I love Cody. I do. I've been a fan of him for a while, but Malachi Black is one of the top guys. He's got, I think he has the best finisher in the business. I don't want Cody to win, and I feel like he's going to. Ah. If if Cody Rhodes goes over Malachi Black in his first match in AEW, that would be the most WWE thing you could do. He's would, basically turning into Hunter in a sense. Yeah, like literally staying at Mania. <laughs> this shit is nuts, man. That would be that would be monumentally stupid. I think that's agreeable, right? Yeah. That'd be monumentally stupid to bring this guy in. You know, I think another. Right I think we can all agree, another top guy. I think we can all agree that he's a top yeah. guy, right? Yeah. So no matter what company he's gonna go to, he's gonna be around the top title pitcher, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, no so doubt. As long as we all agree on that, then yes, of course, he's going to come in. He should be. But you know, one of the CEOs is fucking Cody champion. <laughs> you know, you know, Cody Rhodes is going to go over anybody. Yep. So it's like, you know, why why are you signing all these top guys if you really can't put a belt on them? Because you don't look like Omega's dropping shit anytime soon. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, it doesn't, I don't see the end for Kenny in sight anywhere soon. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to keep going. And it's like, are you going to get other promotions to let you get their belts? You know what I mean? I, I don't get it. But, I mean, Austin Aries did that shit before with the title collector. I'm pretty sure other people. I mean, I don't know yeah, everybody that's done it, but I'm sure. Dragon did it at one point, too. Kurt Angle did it in TNA. So, with yeah. The IWGP belts. Yeah, okay, yeah. All of the belts in TNA. <laughs> Wiling the fuck out, man. Yep. <clears throat> Kirk Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. On NXT UK, Blair Davenport made her debut uh, in a match. And then afterwards, she proceeded to put the whole women's division on notice, you know, saying, you know, that they got the best women's division. So, of course, she would go there. I don't know if you want to perceive that as a shot at AEW because she did work with them briefly. Yeah. She's technically the first person to work for AEW and then cross the stream to WWE. Technically, she's the first one to do it. So... I wondered if that was a little slight shot. You know, AEW is like petty with their shots, but I just wondered if that was like a little something. You know, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't major, but just are a little we, something. Are we 100% sure about that? What you mean? Mercedes Martinez? No, I'm talking about uh, B. Priest or da yeah, uh, Blair yeah. Davenport. Mercedes Martinez. She worked for AEW. She worked for AEW. Oh, damn, you're right. Yeah, I was going to say. But right. was she under contract, though? She that's the question, like, because some people, you know, they were just doing on some old school handshake shit, you know, come in, do a couple of oh, dark okay. episodes. Yeah, okay. maybe Jeff that's fair then. Yeah. yeah, even Jeff Cobb type shit, like, I doubt they're still paying that nigga right now, so, yeah. Uh, okay, well, maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know the specifics. Bia was signed. Technically. Yeah, B, yeah, I know she was signed because she was released, so, yeah, I know for sure she was for signed. Sure. Yeah, okay. So, that's yeah, why yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I was yeah. looking at I don't, it. I don't know if they did have her fully signed, yeah, you're right. So, that's why I'm like, yeah, yeah that one, but, yeah, like, like, like I said, I was wondering if that was a shot, and... I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't see uh, Miko dropping the belt anytime soon, but where do you see Blair being in this division? I, you know, I mean, she's a good, to me, she's a good get. Like, I've been saying, you know, they should have did something with her, like for the UK brand, not for NXT, the regular brand of Raw or SmackDown, strictly for the UK brand. So where do you guys see her placement? Because like I said, I don't see Miko dropping it. They call her the final boss. 
Like, you know, she's legendary, so I don't see her having a short run compared to the other champions. So for now, like, do you see these guys, the girls having a series or do you see something shocking happening, you know, happening or what? I don't, it's, there's a lot of good women over there. You, you have, you have matchups for days. Millie McKenzie, you know, that should be the first match Bia should have had, I think, personally. I think that that would have been a fucking banger. Maybe they maybe you keep that for another day. Maybe keep that for right, a takeover. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. But yeah, they they have you have Jenny over there. You have you have you have, Nina you have Nina, mm-hmm. Nina exactly. You have you have so many people over there. You know, Kaylee Ray still over there. You know, uh, it's like I don't I don't even know how to pronounce her name. But they just had Alina or yeah. A-V, whatever it's a weird spelling but the name I think is like Ava or some shit like that but it's like A-O-I-F-E or some shit like okay. that like, so, and they've been building her up and shit so mm-hmm. there's, so, there, there's matchups for days yeah for there's Bia. a lot of possibilities there Isla Dawn you know, Isla I mean, yeah everybody Brookside yeah. Zaya oh my literally yeah you, you can literally go down the list it's yeah. anybody you could it's they probably do have I don't know one of, if not the best. That's why. That's why I said that championship is so coveted. That it's mm-hmm. going to be whoever gets it gets it put on them better be the best in the world. Yeah. So or I get close damn to it. Yeah, I see her feuding with a lot of different people and then going for the belt. I don't know if she'll win it, but then I, I could see her moving over to the regular NXT brand. Just because I mean that's what a lot of the like a couple the women have done like Rhea and Tony. Like the the bigger draw of names that they are and what she is now, I could see her going over there. Like once she kind of learns the the WWE style yeah. that they want, I feel like she could be a bigger draw. So she could go over there. I don't. I wouldn't want her to because I feel like she could really solidify that brand as its own. Well, I mean, if that's the case, I've I've watched a decent amount of her shit uh, on Stardom, and. <laughs> She ain't got nothing like the WWE style, so it's gonna take her a fucking while. She is, she's a stiff worker. Like she's crazy. Yeah, she's gonna have to tone it down. But they, but but they be letting uh, people go crazy though. You know, like Sarai, like when she fucking did that bottom rope drop kick on uh, Zeta or whatever her name was. Like she was doing that shit in the other promotion that she came from. So I I seen gifs of that shit on Twitter. Like, okay, that's just what she does. It wasn't, wasn't a fuck up or her trying to be over stiff. Like, that's just what she does. So, I mean, they let some people go crazy with it, but we're going to talk about stiff. What about that kick to Mercedes Martinez a couple weeks ago? (laughs) That That bro. Yeah. Zaya got to tone that shit down, bro. Like I get it. Like you trying to make your shit look authentic and, and crisp, but it comes with a price as you can see. So you, I mean, maybe not the headshots, you know what I mean? Not trying to go so hard with that but oh my god but yeah it's, okay let me ask y'all this do you think you know because sometimes this shit happens in nxt especially do you think that she's somebody that might not even touch the uk or even uh get a uk title shot and like tim said might end up getting pulled over to the nxt brand wait who uh davenport like you know oh. like they might you know you know because it happens sometimes like you know look at riddle look at a few people that didn't touch any belts and they got called up or moved around so do you think that that could possibly be a scenario for her like you know get adjusted to the wwe system she doesn't necessarily have to move to the states yet you know so give her maybe a few months a year or some shit and then because like we just said there's plenty of matchups and shit so i mean it doesn't have to be rushed to the belt she can build up her status to be like okay you have no choice but to recognize me as a number one contender 
but that's going to take some time. So that's what I'm saying. But then by then shit could change. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. Do you think that's a possibility at all? Or yeah, just going to stay in NXT UK? Uh, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I don't know. I want to see her have the belt eventually. So yeah, I, I would hope not. Well, I mean, just me though. I, I think, I think she is good enough to have the belt. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see her have the belt too, but I do also see her going to the NX, the regular NXT brand. I'm not saying like immediately. Like, yeah, yeah I'd love to see her have matches with a lot of people over there and then challenge for the belt. I'd say probably have like a three part trilogy type thing. I don't know what it is with me and trilogy matches. Hey, but they are good though. But <laughs> like, I, yeah, and I, I think those two could put up banger after banger of matches. They'll be hard hitting. They will hurt me watching them but they'll be good matches and i'm i'm excited for what she can do over there if she's booked correctly shit switching over to smackdown man devastating news man uh bailey i guess got injured while training yeah. going to be out for nine months with an acl i guess surgery obviously is required Hence, why the nine months, but that shit is so unfortunate. You know what I mean? Like, for anybody to get an injury, we always say that shit on the show when anybody gets injured, like, it's fucked up. And normally it has the most worst timing, but I want to pose this question to you guys. Was it bad timing? Do you think Bailey kind of needs this break from TV to, you know, come back fresh? Because, you know, every week she's involved in a, a major angle, which she should be. You know, she is, a, she is a big star and shit. But do you think this is, like, kind of a blessing or do you think just like smackdown's gonna suffer from, I just, from her I absence just, i just feel like she 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 could just use just a little bit of refreshing and i feel like having nine months off would do that you know obviously your injury sucks and it's no way shape or form trying to be like oh so happy she got injured because that's not yeah, what i'm no, saying not at all at all but I do think her character just could use nine months off and then come back and get that pop. You know what I'm saying? Use it for have a nice title run when you come back, you know? Yeah, that would yeah. be nice. And, uh, I mean, it. I, I don't think it'll suffer a lot. I mean, it'd be nice if they would push someone new other than Carmella, who is replacing her in the title match. Uh, it'd be nice to see someone else in it, like, Kind of like we were talking about last week, the person that's getting a bigger push is Liv Morgan. So it would be kind of nice to see her in that match. Like, yeah. she, I wouldn't want her to win, but it'd be nice to see her put into that upper echelon, echelon however you say it. Because the match isn't even happening at Money in the Bank. It's happening next week. There isn't a, they announced there isn't a women's title match on Money in the Bank. It's going to happen. Instead of being on the pay-per-view, it's happening on SmackDown. So my thing is they're trying to get more views to it, which I didn't think SmackDown was even suffering because I think it's the best show that they're putting out on the main roster because Raw is hot garbage. But I don't I don't know unless they think that the women's division is kind of suffering, so they need to get some views on it. But I don't think it is because I think Bianca Belair is doing really good, and so is a lot of the other people, and especially getting Zelina Vega back will help. I th I would like for her to win the Money in the Bank, but knowing WWE, they'll give it to someone that doesn't really deserve it. So, yeah. 
Shit, well, like that kind of parlays into the next topic. Uh, you know, talking about fresh faces and all that shit. Apparently, Tony Storm's going to be getting called up to SmackDown. And uh, I spoke to Tim about this off mic, but, you know, bring up the conversation again. You know, with the storyline shit, they had obviously something going on with Saray. So I don't know. Are they going to continue that shit or is the shit scrapped because now we got to prep her for SmackDown? Like another time, another person getting called up and it's like they kind of had some seeds growing here. And like, well, are we going to take care of this or are we just going to fucking rip it up and say, fuck it? Because I want to see Saray and, and Tony Storm. I want to see them go at it. Like, so, I, I mean, I was ready playing into the storyline because she already said the answer's no because how Saray wanted to fight her. So she said no. So, you know, it's going to happen. But, you know, you just got to wait. Maybe it'll take place at the next takeover or some shit until then just fill in the blanks. But, yeah, with this call-up and, and this vignette that aired and shit, like, do you think it's a good move to pu- pull Tony up? Or do you think NXT not needs her but could use her? Uh, if I think that's a perfect person to really kind of challenge Bianca right now. So I think it's perfect calling up to SmackDown. SmackDown's perfect for her right now. And Tony's, once again, I think we can all agree, top, is yeah, a top, top woman. Person, yeah. So she's going to go anywhere and be around the title pitcher. So, yeah, fuck yeah, I want her on the main roster. I mean, somewhere. Yeah. But she wasn't, was she beating Raquel anytime soon? No. Probably not. No. So, probably not. <laughs> See, what what I didn't like is I hate when they they spoil a call up with vignettes. Like, I miss the days when it was a surprise. Yes. Like, cause when was the last one where they spoil like they teased the call up and that person actually did well? Cause I can't think of one. Cause like the ones that come to mind, Vaude villains, gone. Apollo Crews is finally, like, finally. years, years later, is finally gotten a title push. Like, all of the, like, the those are the two that come to mind, but, like, every other one, like, they don't really do good because, like, they usually don't have anything for them. Like, No Way Jose did nothing when he got called up because the gimmick wasn't that great. To be fair. To be yeah. Fair. To be fair. Yeah. To, to be, be fair. No way. To be fair. No Way Jose. Uh, you know, he wasn't doing shit in NXT. Yeah, yeah, but, like, it just, like, the best, I think the best call-ups were the surprise debuts, like Kevin Owens. I mean, Sami Zayn, he was kind of teased with his call-up, so that kind of, that's, like, the one. Like, he came up, he got injured, and then he returned at the Royal Rumble, and now he's doing stuff. Granted, it's with Kevin Owens, who they fight all the time forever, no matter where they go, they're, they're, yeah, like they're, they're mortal enemies slash best friends. Slash best friends. But, it's like a love hate, really. Yeah. But like, it just, I feel like it would have been so much better if, like, maybe after Money in the Bank, the Friday after, she comes out and is like, I want to fight you, Bianca Belair. Like, you say you don't have a good challenger. What's up? I'm Tony Storm. I want to hurt you. Like, it, it just, I I don't have faith in WWE anymore when they do the planned call ups. It I've just been burned too many times. I feel you on that. Yeah. They they have fucked up a lot, so I can see what you're saying. Like, yeah, <laughs> the excitement's just not there. <laughs> Shit, the breakout tournament took place on two oh five live last night. 
had two matches. Asher Hale versus Josh Briggs, the former Evolve champion. And uh, Briggs walked away with the win. It was a good match from what I've seen. I can't say I had my full attention on it, but it, it was a good match. And then the second match was Odyssey Jones versus Grayson Waller. To me, I, I, and I just got to say this shit because like, I'm big on little details like that. Like the attires, that shit is important. You put that, you put out, I mean, I get it. Maybe he might be doing a goofy character. Like that's what you guys are going to do with him. But like, you want to have the presentation right. Like, this man looked like he just had a regular jacket from Walmart on his back. Like, some fucking creative wrestler fucking tights on. Like, you, that shit was not a good look at all. Especially if that was his first sighting on, on the TV. Like, come on, man. For me, that was my first sighting of him. And he's a joke. See what I mean? That shit is important. It, it makes people look at you a certain way. So, it's like, yeah, that shit. I can't say nothing too bad about the in-ring shit. Because, I mean... You know, it is what it is. But I was just mostly distracted by the attire. The other guy, Waller, like, he, he, he had some good uh, some good ring movement going on and shit. Like, so I can see, like, okay, I can see why they signed you. They seen something in you. So, I mean, I don't know what the future holds for you. But I can see why they, you know, you're with the company. But, I mean, those were two matches down for the breakout tournament. I believe there's more, I think, on this week's NXT, I think they advertised. Yeah. So, I mean, I forget who's matching up on that. But, I mean, I, I like the breakout tournament. I wish this shit is a thing that happens every year, especially since you guys keep signing all this talent. I mean, eventually we're going to run out of indie darlings and you're going to really be fucking with, you know, former athletes and people that are training to be wrestlers. But still, it's still a great way to get them noticed and a way to get them out there, especially the ones that actually know how to work really good. So, with that being said, what are do you guys want to see this shit continue on every year or every once in a while? Like, what is your opinion on that part? Like, yearly or, you know, bi-yearly, how? Well, I mean, they signed so much talent, so they really should be yearly. Uh, maybe bi-yearly. Uh, yeah, I feel like they, if they do it yearly, it'll kind of take away some of the, like, specialness of it, even though that's not a word. But, like, I feel like it, it worked having it be bi-yearly. I know the pandemic kind of forced them to do it bi-yearly because they couldn't really yeah, do exactly. a lot. But I feel like... Cause, and then it gives the people that were in the year before more time. Like, if, say, they won or they lost, it gives them more time to, like, kind of grow and, like, say, like, oh, these guys were in it last time. Look at where they are now. Unless you're Jordan Miles then it kind of works negatively. But, like, I feel like if they do it yearly, it's like, okay, that guy won. Now what's he doing? He's just another guy. Like, doing it bi-yearly gives it more time for the stories to grow. And then they could have more people to choose from for it, too. It could be a double-edged sword, though, because they could have too many people. And then they have a 64-man tournament, and it takes a year and a half to do. So it... I'd like it to be bi-yearly, but I could see why having it yearly would be good, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it all depends. I feel like they, they sign a lot of talent, so, you know, they got to get showcased somehow. Okay, another part of the question is, what, are you, what is your guys' opinion on the fact that the winner of the breakout tournament gets the challenge for any belt opposed to it just being a main title shot? Like, do you think it's smart to have it be open for any belt, or do you think it should be like a money-in-the-bank type deal? If you win the tournament, you, you are granted a guaranteed title match. I just feel like it, it opens up for, 
you know, it's obviously nobody in that tournament is ready for the championship. The big one, yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, North American, maybe you're more ready for, you know. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like, and technically, like, with the money in the bank, you can challenge for any belt. It's just it's always been used for the oh, big right. ones yeah, yeah. Is, true. like because like that there was the rumblings of otis challenging for the tag belts with it because like God, it, it started out as kind of like a we don't really have anything for you we're gonna put you in this to try to give you an opportunity to get a tag like or to get a title opportunity like to get a yeah, title right. which like what, yeah which like and with like edge like edge didn't really have anything before he won like the money in the bank and that that kind of pushed him into the upper echelon because he was still kind of the extreme tag guy yeah and then christian left and he had nothing so then that pushed him so it's kind of it's the breakout star tournament kind of has like the great name for it because it's to these guys to break out like because before this unless you were an indie guy no one really knew who you were and then for the non-indie guys, like the former like football players or whatever, unless Triple H or like Vince saw something in you, you didn't really get pushed until you got a new gimmick. Yep. So this is a good way for people that like maybe had a gimmick on the indies or like kind of have an idea to go out to the crowd, see if it works with them. Mm-hmm. If it does, good. If it doesn't, plan B. So it, I think it works. I like that it's for any title because I don't see any of these guys challenging Cross or whoever for the main belt. Like it, it, it could work for the tag belts if they want, which I think that would be a waste for the tag belts or for like the North American one. It, I think it works. Like I think it's it's a smart idea. It's a fresh idea. Like it, and it works for NXT. Most definitely. Getting out to the part I've been waiting for all episode, man. Last night we went to fucking AAW United We Stand. Got to say, from top to bottom, we already knew the card was stacked from the advertisements. But, man, to me, that was way worth the price of admission, bro. Like, we got our money worth and then some. The atmosphere was fucking great. Uh, The venue was great. And just, like, uh, like I said, just, you know, top matches, man. Like, I mean... We're going to run down the list right now, but uh, the opening match, now I got to say this also, like, I didn't know a lot of people, you know, I mean, this was my first time doing the indie shit, like, I've been wanting to dabble in the AAW, but it just took a while, so we took a chance and went to this pay-per-view. They did tape a a live, uh, they did have a live taping, but, you know, we'll let you guys watch that, ain't going to spoil anything for that, but, uh, yeah, with that being said, I was just going into it with an open mind, I'm pretty sure, like, you guys were just, you know, just taking it all in and seeing what we see. Uh, first matchup of the night, Shaf or Shafe, or which, however, which way the pronunciation sure. is, versus uh, Jake Christ. Yeah, that was a good match, man. A lot of interaction from the crowd, you know, talking shit about fuck Ohio and you suck and all that shit. Like it was a lot of good uh, reactions from the crowd and him when he finally said something back to the crowd. But all in all, I mean, I was aware of Jake Christ because uh, he was an impact, and so I was aware of him. But the the Shafe dude, I didn't know nothing about him so i was just like okay let's see what he got and i i was i was intrigued shit i was interested he did to me he got my attention so he's somebody i want to like keep an eye on and on, on that product but what was your guys's take on the first match of the night uh the jake christ dude i didn't really know much about but then i learned he was like an impact and shit yeah. i was like oh i was like all right 
Yeah, Let's he see was what this in... guy's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. About as good as advertised. I, I felt I felt like both both were really good. I was really impressed. Mm-hmm. I was I don't know. I was I was having the time of my life, so it was fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So. Um, I, I was really impressed. I, I didn't really like going back to like the breakout stars thing with like the attire and like the, what they were wearing. I didn't understand what Jay Chris was wearing. It, it, yeah. it looked like the, the meme of the emo kids dancing under the bridge. Um, but, and then the other guy, he reminded me of the guy that was in legacy when they first started that like, I, I don't, I think his name was like Manu or something yeah, yeah, like, but I mean, it was a good match. Like they both, like they both did really well. They, Chris was a high flyer. So he jumped out into the crowd yeah, kind of, kind um, of. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, the, the crowd interaction I think is one of the best parts of like indie shows, especially AAW, like those people are lifers. Like they have the same seats every single month. And so like a lot of the wrestlers know them. So yeah, like they, they yeah, parents, man, like, yeah, children. like okay, they, yeah, there's, they have like relationships and like friendships with them. So that's nice too. So like just them screaming, fuck Ohio and him being like, what the hell, man? Like, I'm just here, dude. And like, he comes out saying like, what's up Chicago. And you're just going to be like, fuck you, man. You're from Ohio. Ohio sucks. Yeah, uh, but it was it was a good match. Um, I I thought Chris was gonna win just because he's kind of the bigger draw. But I get giving the new guy the the rub, you know. But it was a good match. I I thought, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely high on on Chris. I uh, I felt like the ring was a little small. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But I felt like they were still able to get all their shit off. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, the, maybe maybe the ring's small, but I think it was for the venue. The, uh, the yeah. ring was a perfect size. See, in my opinion, I think most indie people or people that work the indies, they're they're kind of used to that shit because you know obviously they don't have the budgets of the bigger companies. So I think that sometimes when you see them go to a company, they kind of mistime their steps, whether it's running the ropes or running yeah. to the corner. It's like, yeah, there's a little extra space there. You're used to taking X amount of steps, and now you got to take these extra now, or you know what I mean? Or obviously the ropes, like it's it's a different they're playing a field, bounce, like. Yeah, their ropes are definitely more bouncier than Raw. Like, even though they tightened them up after matches, like, still, like, you could tell. So, I'm pretty sure that's, like, great for the high flyers when they go to the major company. Like, yeah, I can actually get some spring. I got to just jump and hope, you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, that, man. Speaking of high flyers, shit, the fucking next match, I wanted to ask y'all for sure. Laredo Kid, obviously, we're aware of him. But uh, versus Ace Perry. And I'm assuming in the AAW original, I'm. Don't kill me. I'm new to the product. But I didn't know nothing about him. And, man, I, I was sold on Ace Perry. Like, okay, I fuck with you. You got a weird entrance. You wear a little funny shit. But, like, your ring work, bro, speaks for itself. So, I'm like, he earned a fan in me last night. I already fucked with Laredo Kid. But, yeah, uh, Ace Perry got to give you your flowers, man. Like, you did your thing. Definitely. Ace, Ace Perry, like, yeah, I didn't, didn't, couldn't really put my finger on his character. You know, he was a little weird. <laughs> but, like, uh... In ring, he was fucking amazing, and obviously Laredo kids so fucking yeah. he's a luchador, so yeah, he's fucking. Yeah. They, they they went fuck. They tore the fucking house down. Yeah, yeah. That. Second <laughs> match of the night, and it it was might have been match of the night. It was yeah. I I but you know 
I fuck with luchadors, so I was fucking. Yeah. You know, I was popping for Laredo Kid. And, yeah. You know, I was standing up in the background when he got it through. Like, fuck yeah, it's so good. But you know, uh, yeah, that Ace Perry dude definitely. Uh, I'm definitely gonna keep my eye out yes. for him for sure. Yeah. And like, I, I went into this match like completely blind. I didn't know either of them. I I saw a bit of Ace on like the previous like tapings of oh, AEW, yeah, like with him and the the Swerve lookalike. Um, but, uh, Laredo kid just like, it was insane. Like some of the shit he did where he did the thing off the, not the top rope, but the thing holding the top rope, like not the, like the, not the turnbuckle, the thing holding the turnbuckle up. He did the flip off of that. That was insane. Just his moveset is crazy. It, I just, I loved every second of it. I love luchadors ever since I was like seven when I saw Rey Mysterio for the first time. So like, I just, it was a great match. I, I think it was one of the top matches of the show. Definitely have a fan in both, like, I'm a fan of both of them. It was great. Yeah, shit. Not being so familiar with people, though, like, it's nice to get, you know, eyes on new people, though, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, speaking of that, Sky Blue versus High End in an I Quit match. I mean, I, I've only seen Sky Blue once uh, on the pr- last week's episode of Alive, and the match was, wasn't bad at all. I didn't know anything about the High End chick, but like that match wasn't bad at all. My only complaint and gripe was it could have been longer, man. It kind of like ended abruptly. Of course, yeah. it's an I Quit match, but like... I, you know, it can happen at any time, but I just would have liked maybe five more minutes, eight more minutes. I mean, maybe I'm being greedy, but, like, you know, for it being an I quit match, yeah, I wanted a little bit more, though, but the match wasn't bad at all. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I think, what, it was, like, seven and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah something like, like somewhere around there. Ah, I thought it's my first time hearing of both people, so I was like, I really went into it with an open mind, and a pretty good women's match. I thought, I was like, all right, I was... You're sold on both once again. Uh, Sky Blue's definitely got a fan of me. She's, I fucking, I'm excited to go back and watch. You know, hopefully she's there again. Yeah, yeah I, I was think like, she's like an original type, like yeah, well, not original, but like a norm. She yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, I, you know, I was definitely sold. I, yeah, I mean, I wish it wasn't an I Quit match. I wish it have been like a regular match, just just to. You know, kind of showcase the, the ending seemed more like a regular match ending too. Like I feel like the only way that the ending is explained if maybe she got injured, because her shoulder it didn't look like it was supposed to bend like that. So that could unless she's like Alexa Bliss and she can just bend, but like yeah, it just it seemed like it ended abruptly. But like I mean, I stated last week I'm a big fan of Sky Blue, lover. Uh, I was really happy she won. Um, but, yeah, I didn't know anything about the other chick, but I, they both got some offense in, and I thought it was a, a really good match. I, again, just wish it lasted longer, especially being an I quit match. Like, you kind of tend to see a bit you more. You get worn down and get yeah. to that point. You know what I mean? Like, like you've been and, strapping for a minute. You your ass beat for a minute. Yeah, maybe I was just spoiled by, like, the WWE ones where, like, yeah. you see them get to their breaking point where they're thrown on a car or, like thrown off the top of something like not just like in the ring and then you get your shoulder thrown back a bit so maybe i was spoiled by the theatrics but i don't know i mean i it was still a good match i just i wish it was like longer or like just have it have been a normal stipulation match like yeah either or yeah 
Now, the match, I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> but I ended up loving was fucking Josh Alexander versus Jake something. I've heard the name Jake something. I'm aware of him. Never seen anything on him. That match, to me, was a banger. Like, I mean, I've seen the Alexander guy on Impact. You know, I know he was a former tag champ with Ethan Page. Like, I'm aware to that extent. But as far as, like, how he really gives it up in the ring, I was totally in the dark on that. But, like, both men sold me. Once again, two new people that gained a new fan. (laughs) Like, I I really fucked with the match. Very fucking hard-hitting. I had, like, my eyes couldn't leave the match like i couldn't even really react or clap that was one of the matches i think in the beginning where i was just more or less just zoned in because they were fucking going at it he's like what is your opinion and i gotta i don't want to be this guy because you know some people have there's a small percentage of people that don't want to go to wwe but i gotta ask do you see jake something getting picked up by an aew or i know he works with impact but you know all contracts and shit come to an end people move around so i'm just asking a hypothetical do you see him getting picked up by a wwe slash nxt or going to aew or do you just see him continuing to do what he does because in my opinion dude has the looks he can work in the ring why is the phone not ringing off the hook yet maybe the maybe the impact shit might be you know in part of that but i mean with them able to work different shit I'm surprised, especially with AEW, I'm surprised I haven't heard no matches advertised. Unless I missed it on the timeline, I haven't seen something advertised for nothing AEW. So, I mean, do you, yeah, what are your guys' opinion on that? Yeah, I, uh, once again, yeah, this is my first time seeing him. Uh, He can definitely take an ass whooping because Josh put it on his ass. Like, without a fucking doubt, like, you know. They both put it on each other. Yeah. It was a hard hit. Yeah, something oh, got both. busted. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were both uh, bleeding. They both people were bleeding. Yeah. Out you know, especially uh, Buddy was bleeding out the mouth. I know for sure. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was a wild match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always high on Josh Alexander because he wears his headgear. So he's gonna <laughs> fuck. If somebody's wearing his headgear to the fucking ring, probably yeah. gonna yeah. fuck you up. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to get cauliflower here, so he's fucking around. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, if anybody's wearing his headgear, you should be aware. Um, <laughs> you about to get fucked up. But, yeah, Jake something, he he had the crowd going, so. Yeah, yeah. that. So, he's definitely, he's over. Mm-hmm. I, I, so, I'd like to see him in, like, NXT, personally, um, just because I'm not a big fan of AEW. Yeah. But I'd like to see him in the indies a bit more, you know, get some more ground. Yeah. Uh, because he's, yeah, he's he's definitely got the look. He's got the entering stuff. He's got the crowd with him. I would just, I'd love to see him with the belt too. Like, if, if even if it's not like the, yeah, yeah, like even if it's not the main one right now, because like you might not have that much stock in him yet. Even like the lower belt, like I'd like to see him with that too. Like he's definitely. Yeah, the heritage belt. Like he's definitely a, a bait, like a top guy in the future. Like I could, I, I got, I, I got a guy. lot of high hopes for that guy. And if he's super old, then I'm gonna be sad. Cause like, yeah, like he's, yeah, he he definitely sold me with that.
but fuck it, moving on. Uh, shit, next match, didn't know much about him, but Infamy versus Ace Austin and Madman Fulton for the AAW Tag Team Championships. Infamy, I seen a vignette or a little promo on last week's episode of Alive. So, okay, I was kind of aware of them. Obviously don't know shit about their ring style, how they wrestle or anything like that. But uh, I got to say, they I'm not going to say they, like, oh, blew my fucking socks off. But, like, they, they weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. And then, obviously, Ace Austin, that was my first time actually seeing him, seeing him. I mean, I'm aware of him. I mean, see him in the wrestling games and shit. Like, you know how people make their calls or whatever. So, I mean, been aware of him in that sense. But, like, to actually see him wrestle and perform. First time, Madman Fulton, you know, didn't see him too much either, even when he was briefly with WWE. I was, I dug the whole match. Like, I dug the whole match in general. Like, it, it was cool. I would have liked to see Ace and uh, Madman pull out the win and get their belts back. But, I mean, other than that, do you guys have any gripes on that match or any critiques on that one? Uh, I was definitely pissed that they didn't win. Obviously, Ace is my boy. Uh yeah, it was definitely crazy seeing him in person. He's he was definitely... at your feet one point. <laughs> dude, dude, Literally, yeah. yeah. Dude, dude swole as fuck. But uh, it just felt like, I don't know if he was injured or something, but like it just felt like Fulton just did all the work and Ace was kind of in the background. I don't know, maybe, you know, they're just being cool because they got contracts with you know Impact and they don't want to yeah, fuck yeah, anything yeah, up, yeah. you know, which I get. <laughs> Yeah, so that could be it. To, yeah. to, to, to me, don't get me wrong, I like the match, but like, I felt like, you know, Ace, Ace Austin didn't, I don't know if he was injured or something, maybe he was hurt or something. I mean, but like, that's usually how like the big man, small man tag matches go, is where like the big man gets a lot, or actually no, oh, actually come to think of it, like, I'm actually wrong, like they usually do like the small guy gets beat up a shit ton, and then the big guy comes in and saves the day, but like he did, he did get some offense in, like he sold me. Cause I never saw him before. Like he's a flippy dude. Yeah. Like he he. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, he 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 definitely he definitely got some stuff in, but you know I don't know. You I was, would like to see more. Basically. I would I would I would have liked to see a little bit more for, from him. I would have liked. To I, I, I felt like Madman spent at least seventy five percent of the time in the ring. Mm-hmm. I was like kind of just wanted a little bit more, and I wanted to see him fucking win the match, but I yeah. guess you know. What in the plan? Maybe, uh, maybe long time booking. You know, yeah, you gotta have the heels win sometimes. So hopefully, it's long time booking. They get the belts back. All right, now this part I'm gonna need clarification. After the match, obviously Infamy retains, and it's a three. It's three people in Inf- Infamy. Uh, the only one that I name I got was Robin Steele, and that's the guy that Manders came out and whooped his ass after the match, basically, right? I think it's like because it wasn't. Like a set match, right? Like it just kind of was no, an impromptu, I th- or I think it was. Um, I'm I'm guessing it was because it happened. Like, unless AEW, their rules are just, hey, I don't like you. You interfered on this match. We have beef. I'm gonna hurt you now, and this is a match now. Hey, I don't know. They said there's no rules. I was like, okay, because certain shit was catching my attention, like the tag matches and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck is the refs that bad? And then the guy in front of us was like, yeah, there's no rules. And they yeah. like, oh, okay, like yo, thanks for putting me on. I'm not aware. I'm used to the you know corporate shit. So I mean, yeah. So at first I was like, what the fuck? They're not tagging, like, because I forget which tag team it was. The championship one. Yeah, like, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, basically Manders came out with some doors. 
Uh, they brawled a little bit by the bar, you know, gave the crowd some love, gave them some action and shit. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, went put Buddy through the table. <laughs> basically what speared him into the table, more or less. Yeah. Door, whichever one you want to say. Like, I didn't know much about Manders. I've heard his name a couple times. I can't even stunt and say I've seen a clip. I haven't seen any of his work whatsoever. The only thing I really saw was what the promo they played in the venue of him talking in the parking lot with the door. That was all I had to go off of. Like, I wasn't too mad at him, though. Like, he ain't bad at all. So, I mean, another person I'm surprised somebody ain't snatched up to try to have. You know what I mean? Like, you obviously might have to, you know, mold him a little bit more and shit. You know what I mean? Polish him up a little bit more. But that's somebody that should be, you know, getting picked up. For sure, for sure. Shit, fucking Myron Reed versus Hakeem Zane for the AAW Heritage Championship. That match was a banger. I mean, I'm aware of Zayn because how he works in the uh, Impact and shit. I've seen a couple of his things. He was a former X Division champion and shit. I believe he lost it to Chris Bay uh, at whatever pay-per-view that was a few months back. So he was doing this thing as the Impact champion or X Division champion. So I was like, okay, you know, buddy, if they put the belt on you like that, you must be decent. So I, was, I had kind of high expectations. And to me, the match delivered. Like, it was good. I don't know how much bad blood there was or if it was just, you know, he's the number one contender. I, I don't know the specifics of it, but the match itself, though, to me, was really fucking good. I've seen uh, the only match that really comes to mind for Myron Reed for me personally was I seen the match that he had with Leo Rush for the uh, MLW middleweight uh, championship that he won back from Leo. So he's like the first ever two time champion in that company, period. And that match was a fucking banger. So I got to see Myron Reed's work there and he fucking delivered again in person, man. So I was like, yeah. Seeing it on the card, I knew it was going to be a banger, but what was your guys' take on that shit? Like, were you guys impressed by anybody or, you know, not impressed? Like, what was your take on it? So, uh, that Zane dude, uh, I knew he was in uh, Impact. So, but I was like, you know, I've never seen anything he's done, though. Yeah. So, I was like, all right, let me see you, you know. Hey, are you are you good like that? You know, if you're, you're in Impact, you know, mm-hmm. are you like that? Uh, he delivered for sure. I felt like he had a great match. Good, I, good shit talker. Yeah, he's he's a really good, good, yeah, good on the talker. mic. He's and he's good with the crowd too. Yeah, yeah, he, he knew how to talk his shit. Uh, obviously the Myron Reed dude. Obviously he fucking put on like yeah. You, yeah. you, you could kind of tell when he was walking to the ring. Like yeah, he's probably about to do some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you got if you wear that bulletproof vest, man. Yeah, you know. I mean he was he was out there. I don't know what the fuck he's wearing. But, yes. You know it was. Would you say it was like uh, No Way Jose? It was No Way Jose and Roman Reigns is what I said. <laughs> yeah, like it looks like he forgot his gear and then they just had his old gear and then a bulletproof vest and he's like, oh shit, all right, fuck it. I guess I got to wear this out there and then that's what he was yeah, out there in. I don't yeah. know what he was wearing, but it was, I thought, you know, if you're a champ, yeah, let's see what you got. And he he fucking delivered. Yeah. Both, both both guys both guys had a great fucking. It was a crazy. It, once again, they tore the house down. Mm-hmm. Another tear the house down match. I was like, yeah. dude, they a lot of people went hard that night. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a there banger was, all the way through. There yeah. was a lot of like close like calls too, like throughout the entire night. Like oh, yeah. there was a lot of times I thought the matches were over, and then somehow they kicked out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like. It, but it was it was a great show. That was a really good match too. Like I didn't know either of the guys at all. Um, so like, yeah, cause like I don't watch impact. I I tried and I just, I can't anymore. Um, like I know they got a lot of like great guys. It's just, it's just been rough ever since like 08 with impact. So 
I don't know how they're still around. So like, good on them for sticking around. But right. they somehow survived. Yeah. Um. But no, it was like I'm fans of both of them now. Yeah. Like it was shit. Like I I want to see them go again. Like run it back. Yeah, I'm not mad that uh, Reed, uh, yeah, Myron Reed retained, but I wouldn't have been mad if Zane won. Like, I wouldn't have been mad. Like, I mean, he had me invested in in his asshole character, especially all the shit he was talking. So, yeah, he was getting out the mic saying some shit. Yeah, so. so I was like, yeah, I fuck with it. Either way, I was gonna be happy. But yeah, just to be able to see Myron Reed in person, man, that that shit, man, looking forward to it again. <laughs> shit, yeah. since we're gonna be going to the MLW show, hopefully oh, he yeah. still holds yeah. on to the middleweight championship till then. Shit. Next up was uh, Allison K versus Chris Statlander. Now, through the door, I don't want to speak for nobody, but for me, I wasn't big on uh, Chris Statlander, like, especially the shit that I saw, you know, of her work in Impact. I mean, I know that was basically the same shit she was doing on the indie, so it's not like AEW made her do anything. I just wasn't big on it, but actually to see her in person and wrestle, like, another, another person I'm a fan of now, like, I mean... Sucks. I'm probably going to start forcing myself to watch, uh, not Impact, but Dynamite to see when I can see her type shit. But Allison K, I didn't know nothing about her, like see anything of her. I'm aware of her. I know, I know she was in NWA. I know she was in Impact. So I was aware of her, but I just didn't know what to expect in the ring. And yeah, man, another fucking, another good ass match. I wasn't mad at it. I mean, shocking end result like that's why i was going to ask you uh did you guys think that chris statlander was going to retain or did you think that she was going to lose because i thought she was going to retain so that shit shocked me so uh so this match for me i'm i've always been big on allison k she was in uh nwa she was their champion yeah. for a while mm. so like i was like you know if you're an nwa champion you're damn good so i was like i don't know if chris is going to retain like i kind of felt like maybe allison k was going to take the title and she actually did a absolute banger of a match they, yeah they did some funny shit where yeah. like they, yeah they, with they, the yeah the, like, like crowd got into so i was like all right i wasn't even mad at that i, yeah. I, I kind of dug it like you know it was funny yeah uh you know uh chris amazing you know both of them were mm-hmm. amazing i thought it was a great fucking match yeah. they yeah another tear the house on that like they 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 put on and i would not mind seeing that match again yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I I only knew uh, Allison K from like Impact because I, I would see some of her stuff online when she she went as Sienna, I think. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I think was she champion there too. I thought she was. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, that's like that's all I knew. So I kind of figured she was had to be good. Um, I didn't. I don't watch AEW, so I didn't know that much about Statlander. But she impressed me too. Like both of them impressed me. Um, I kind of thought like halfway through the match, I'm like, okay, she's probably gonna lose the belt. Just with how it was going, and then like I, I was fine with her like with uh, Allison K winning it. Like they they put on a hell of a match. Like there wasn't a dud on this show, nope. at all. Like I, I was impressed start to finish. Even like the taping, it was that was good too. Um, but yeah, like it, it, women's wrestling is for them is I think really good too. Yeah, yeah, they 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 got some gems over there, dude, for yep. sure. Hell yeah, uh, yeah! I'm gonna definitely be you know watching more <laughs> now yeah. now as the shit goes forward for sure because I want to know more about everybody that was a part of the show for real for real. Uh, Connor Braxton came out talking shit and then gets destroyed by Russ Jones. 
you know, in the beginning of the show or they had a promo where Russ was on the TV saying, you know, at any point in the show, you know, if you see some shit you don't like, you know, just say his name and he'll take care of it, you know. So Braxton was out there working the crowd, you know, talking shit, you know, heel shit. And, you know, crowd started chanting his name. Sure enough, he showed up and fucked him up, you know, suplexed him around and shit. And I wanted your guys' opinion on Russ Jones. Now, I seen him for the first time on the last week episode of a, of a live. But, again, to see him in person, like, yeah, before I even give my take, from the look to his his style of working, like, yeah. He, Manager. He is, to me, like, I don't know. He's badass. Like, he's yeah. fucking swole as fuck. Came in fucking wrecking shit. Wrecking shop. Like, not, not fucking around at all. Nope. Mm-hmm. And close lines are real. <laughs> you can't tell me wrestling's fake when he's in yeah. the ring. Like, that's fucking real, bro. Yeah. Like, like he's, he's a real fucking deal, I think. I think he's going to be their champ soon. Yeah. See, like... Because I saw him, like, last week on, like, the taping, and I, I thought he was just another juiced-up dude, like... I made a comment, I thought he looked like Ryback mixed with Taz, mixed with Brian Cage. But, like, seeing him in person is completely different than seeing him on TV. Like, he's he's with the crowd. Like, the crowd is into it. His manager is great. Like, the guy that they have with him is great. Talking shit during the match, like, being the mouthpiece, saying, like, if you see any shit, we don't deal with bad, like, we don't deal with boring motherfuckers. Like, this is what happens when you do some bullshit, is I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. Like, it's great, and just, like, he's stiff as shit, yes. but it's not like Ryback where it's dangerous. dangerous. Like, it, 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 I mean, it can be dangerous, but, like, it's just, his look, like, he looks like an angry bull, yeah. and it, it's great. It works for him. Like, all the tattoos, like, even on his fucking head, yeah. like, it's like Bam Bam Bigelow where, like, you see a dude with tattoos on his head, you're gonna get fucked up. Right. And it works. Like, it's great. I, I would love to see more of him. I'd love to see him as the champ. Like, he can be the guy for that company. And, hell, I'd love to see him in WWE, too. And they could probably do something with him because they love big, sweaty men. That's what he is. So he could be Vince's next pet project. For real. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see him definitely... Definitely being a main roster guy. See, now, I'll say this. Like, me personally, I I know it won't last forever because at some point somebody's going to want him. But I wouldn't mind him staying down there and, like, being not a lifer, per se, but, like, a person that is associated with the brand. Like, when you think of AAW, you, you know, he's one of the guys that you know that is for sure going to be there. Like, because I think that brand can really benefit. Yeah, you're going to get the stars from, you know, Impact and AEW and, and the up and rising indie guys. Like, you, of course, you guys got that tapped in and you can get them. But kind of want to maybe just have someone yourself. So when they do take off, like, there's no doubt. Like, that's AAW made right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he came up in Chicago. The crowd loved him. So whenever y'all come to the city to do a show, it's going to be fucking roof popping, basically, whenever he comes out. So, I mean, eventually, like I said, it would be time to be called up but i wouldn't mind him spending a year or two down there you know what i mean before anything crazy too crazy pops off but to agree with you guys the look 100 percent like that is not no fake manufactured tough guy shit his look alone sells you before he even touches somebody in the ring his look on the street you're walking the other way you know what i mean like dude just has that fucking distinguished look so i mean just off top right there and then you got your body in shape like that and then you manhandle people the way you manhandle them 
Like, yeah, that dude has a very bright future. I don't know where he came from. I don't know how long he's been wrestling. I don't know how long he's been even associated with that promotion. But, yeah, I want to see more of him. Like, I don't know if I got to start watching other shit outside of AAW just to, you know, get more of him. But, yeah, hopefully he stays there so we can get our fill. Uh, Now for the main event, cage match time. First time ever seeing a cage match in person. You know what I mean? Of course, we've all seen them on any damn wrestling promotion show. But to see it in person, man, it was, it was a fucking spectacle, to say the least. Uh, Fred Yehi. Now I get to know how to say his name. Last week I'm saying Yehi and shit. Like I said, just seen him one time. So, I mean, yeah, Fred Yehi versus Mance Warner. Now, uh, I'll let y'all take the wheel on this one. From the entrances to the match, man, like, and the atmosphere, like, how was it? Like, what did you guys take from it? Uh, man, I mean, obviously, obviously, uh, obviously Fred, Fred Yee is a legit badass, like, yeah. from, from the get-go, you know, his entrance, you know, he's a fucking believable, like, he... I don't get the sunglasses thing, where one eye is out, don't get that at all. I, I dig it. I, I, I dig it. I just, I, I want to know the backstory behind it. True. Just because, like, like, like he did, did he get shot in the <laughs> eye or something? Like, yeah, what yeah. happened? Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, entrance-wise, yeah, uh, the, the, the champion had... Oh, my guy. God. That entrance alone sold me on him. With Simple Man... Coming out to coming out to a classic like Simple Man, even though it wasn't by Leonard Skinner, just the crowd singing along. Him like his relationship with the crowd too, like get, like he was he was going around giving nucks to everybody. Bro, like, he fucking dat me like he fucking <clears throat> yeah. Like and he's he went around the entire like yeah. thing like around the entire ring going to everybody he could. Like they love him there. Maybe a bit too much, but we'll get into that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought, I I thought he was every bit deserving. I don't know, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Just like the way, because the match was insane, violent. Them fucking chops, though. Can we talk oh about my god, chops? those chops hurt me. Those were like Walter. <laughs> Mance was popping his ass, but every time Yehi got one off, like, dude, that shit is hard to cut. Yeah, that was, like, that that was Walter level of chops to where I'm surprised that his chest wasn't red. His his face was red with blood, but his chest didn't look bad at all, so he's a tough motherfucker. They're both tough as shit. Like, going through... Yeah, like, they went through what, like... Four different doors. Granted, they tried to do a power bomb off the top rope, and the door didn't move. Like the the meme from Botchamania, it's like the "I am the table." Seeing that in person was great, but like the chairs that they set up went through the table, but he didn't go through the table at all. Like, and then bringing out chairs, the, the fucking kendo stick shots. Holy shit! Like hitting him on the top of the head with a kendo stick, shoving it down his throat, giggity. But, like, just the match itself, it was, those two can fight. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a crazy environment. Everybody was fucking up. Everybody was Yeah. 
It was just a great way to end the show. Yeah. Um, the interference, I, I, I sensed it was going to happen with, um, them, him coming out, uh, or his partner coming out in the match earlier. He came out too in his partner's match when they came out and attacked him. So I kind of, I sensed it was going to happen. I would have liked if like, since it was a steel cage, if it didn't happen, cause like steel cage is kind of, you're supposed to be locked in there with yeah. each other to fight it out. Um, so, and I feel like the crowd reaction at the end of the match, it would have been different if it wasn't a cheap finish. Like if, cause like I, I'm glad, like I would have been fine with whoever winning, like with Fred, like yay high winning or Mance winning. But I feel like him winning the way he did, it doesn't cheapen him winning it. It just kind of cheapens the match. To where, like, it, it'll set up a storyline between Infamy and whatever their tag team is. Yeah, I think it's, like, right. GSC or, or something. Yeah, some Yeah, but, and, like, the Fuck crowd, them. I've never, I haven't seen a crowd turn on someone that quickly. Because, like, the crowd was, a lot of the crowd was behind Yehai for a lot of the match. And then the end, it was just pouring with bullshit chants. To where, like, it, it kind of, I feel for Yehai. Cause like I think he deserves the win, and then just to get that to happen, like it turned quick. Well, I I think it turned because <clears throat> they wanted somebody to win the match, and that certain somebody didn't win. Yeah, and it's not not necessarily because of. I don't even think it's because of the finish. I think they just wanted Buddy to win. I wanted him to win too. Like no no offense to Fred, I think he's great. I think he's legit badass. But like. Everybody wanted that guy to win, but dude, the entrance alone. It's yeah, like, that's man, what I was going to say. That, that that was a crazy ass atmosphere to witness, dude. Like that. I mean, people were into entrances, but not like oh, Mance's, dude. Yeah. Like the whole fucking place, like you said, was singing along. You know, he was dapping everybody up. Like there was a lot of love for that dude in, in that in that room that night. That's why I said as soon as that match started, if you don't fucking win this match, there's gonna be a lot of pissed off people. I, that's why I said I even looked over and told you that shit just based off some of the cheers that started happening and and, and the taunts and shit that started happening towards the end. Like there's gonna be a lot of pissed off people right now if he wins, man. Like and sure enough, like you said, the bullshit chance, the the whole turning, everything. Like, I mean, I don't even know how long Mance has had the belt. I'm assuming it's been a minute. So it's like if you're really a wrestling fan, I mean, you can love a motherfucker to death, but you have to be smart enough to know the shit's got to come to an end. And, again, I don't know what Ye has been doing these past couple months, this past year, or during the pandemic, but maybe he's built himself up to a point where that's the guy they want to go with. Yeah. You know, it's not like I wouldn't assume he's just some rando that they just hot-shotted to a title match. Like, I'm pretty sure he's there for a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, for the people that are the, the regulars that go there, like, that were chanting bullshit and being so upset, if you're a wrestling fan, you should kind of be a little more smarter than that. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. It has to happen. Now, whether he gets it back in a rematch or whatever the case is, you know, we'll cross those bridges when we get to him. But, you know, the turn like they turned last night, like I don't think that that was a good look, you know, on, on those fans. Because for the most part, they were regulars, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's it's a close-knit group, it seems like. You know what I mean? Everybody seems to know everybody, buying each other drinks and shit, you know what I mean? Like So, I mean, it seems like... There was literally, like, a fan that helped Mance to the back. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally a fan that, helped him to the back. That would never happen at WWE. Hell no. Like, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of trust there with those people at that venue with those fans. Like, it, it was a great-ass atmosphere. The, the the cage match, and it was a fucking crazy-ass experience. Like I said, first time even seeing it, then they introducing doors, and 
you know, motherfucker was stabbing, trying to stab Yehi in the fucking, uh, yeah. or Yehi in, in the With fucking fort. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it, it was, it was dope, man. It was some extreme shit. All in all, man, like what, what was your guys' takeaway? How was your experience? And all in all, from the show, uh, without a doubt, ten out of ten. I definitely want to go back. Yeah, definitely want to do it again. Definitely, I mean, definitely have to sit on the stage again. Yep, yep. I, I can't go back to the floor. It yeah. was crazy. Like it was legit. There's some people that there's some people that took some bumps on that on that fucking wood oh, floor too. Oh God, like, yeah. Like you could you you could hear the bones. And then you feel them that yeah, floor shake. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was a couple crazy spots on that floor. And I was like, like, yeah, that's dangerous. And like after, like you could see, like they're not acting. Like yeah, one of them was like, he's real. like, he's like, oh fuck. And you're yeah, like, like they're really yeah, man. Like you just hit wood floor, dude. Yeah, that's not no passion, Like no. no. Yeah. There, were, there, were, there was a couple <clears> spots <throat> that you know, about a half inch away from being. You know, possibly legal, yeah. like dude, shit, like, but a lot of boxes that actually got saved in the end. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like there was... Nothing too horrible happened to where it was like, oh my fuck. Yeah, like, word. I mean, there was one where, like, the ref kind of counted wrong. Like, yeah. that's the only botch I could think of where, like, he definitely counted three, yeah, he definitely but he said it was two. And, like, that's when the crowd, like, the crowd gave him shit for it, yeah. but mainly because I think they know the ref personally, right. too. <laughs> so they're like, the ref fucked up, but, like... Other than that, like, there was, like, small botches. Like, there was, like, a, a dragon scissor type thing uh-huh. where, like, it it barely missed. Like, it, it, that's a tough move to do, especially, if, like, because I think it was Sky Blue yeah. that did it. And I don't know how long she's been doing it, but if she's new, that's a tough move to do. So, like, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt mainly also because I'm a big fan. <laughs> so, but, like, other than that, like, there weren't that many botches. Like, there might have been a few like missed kicks and punches but like that's kind of the norm yeah. you know that's like but a lot of yeah, the kicks the yeah also like the camera angles at home like you miss a lot of, that a shit. Lot like, of the kicks really hit and they hit hard yeah yeah where it's like you're gonna feel that for the next month but it, I, I definitely 10 out of 10 definitely gonna try to watch as much as I can definitely want to go back as soon as I can like it the atmosphere alone made me a fan. Like it's, it was insane. I loved every second of it. Yeah, for me, it was a way better slash different experience than going to a WWE product. So yeah, I definitely want to go back for sure. I'm not sure when, but yeah, we definitely gonna make that shit happen. And like you said, I'm gonna try to stay tuned in as much as possible. I know they stream their shit on Twitch. I might have to cough up the money for their subscription though, so I can actually watch it when I want to watch it. Uh, but yeah, all in all, ten out of ten got way more than my money's worth, man. Like shout out, like again to the you know all the wrestlers that performed. Shout out to the people at the venue, cause like I said, and the fans, cause everybody was fucking cool. There was no assholes in the crowd, just wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Doing their tauntings, and that comes with the show. But other than that, man, it was a, it was a great experience. I'm definitely looking forward to doing it again. And we are definitely gonna start covering AAW here. Like you know, they're a, a based product out of our state. You know, what I mean, can't say our city, but you know. They're from Chicago, so we're going to start showing them love, man. Especially after a show like that last night, I they definitely deserve it. Like, yeah. they deserve as many spotlights. I don't care if there's 15 other uh, pods out there that's talking about them. Hey, one more ain't going to hurt. They need it. They deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man, I just, just thoroughly impressed. It was, it was you know, it, the venue was dope. 
You know, you can come in early, have some drinks. You know, yeah, you could have buckets right there on stage. Hell it was, yeah, it was mad fun, man. Hell yeah, shit. Well, I guess, man, that's gonna end up doing it uh, for us this week. Uh, next week, Tim won't be joining us. Obviously, you know, other duties call, but me and Eddie will be here next week, next Saturday for y'all with another episode talking our shit. Uh, thanks for y'all stopping by and listening to us just shoot the shit. And until then, man, we're going to holler at y'all. Definitely, guys.